Good afternoon, uh, everybody. We are uh, this week going to be discussing uh, the halachot relating to masachot, to masks, which everyone has been wearing for almost the last uh, for the last year. So we'll see that there are three main areas that this uh, comes into play. One of them is in Hilchot Tefillah. The other is Hilchot Shabbos. Uh, and finally, uh, specifically regarding the Isra of shaving, or not the Isra of shaving, but the Minag uh, not to shave, how that plays in with medical uh, workers um, and wearing masks. So let's begin. Uh, the first topic is Tefillah. Is there a problem of wearing a, uh, a mask uh, during tefillah? Now, I, I, I must uh, say at the outset, obviously, if we're talking about pikuach nefesh, then everything is over it. So everything that we're going to see uh, is, first of all, was written in, we'll see the timeline, but February, March, when not everyone was wearing, it wasn't so clear whether it was uh, necessary to wear and it was suggested that one should wear. So in that framework where there's a suggestion to wear a mask, does this, uh, how does this pertain to Hilchot Tefillah? So before we get there, there actually is a, a halachic precedent for wearing a mask found in the Mishnah Brura, which again, we our famous cholera outbreak that we saw, um, uh, the quotations of Rabbi Akiva Ega. So here, uh, the Mishnah Bura in uh, the Halochas of Tishabav, actually, if I'm not mistaken, says as follows: So he's discussing whether you can fast on Tishabav in the the heart of the of the epidemic there. He shouldn't leave his house the entire day. And to force him, if he needs to leave, he should place around his nose, his nostrils, and his mouth a piece of camper. I'm not sure exactly. My, my Yiddish isn't up to scratch. It's not so clear what it is. And a bit of a mint uh, together with it. So, the camper over here seems to be some type of garb, some type of uh, covering on the on, on the nose and the mouth. This was assuming, at, at that stage, they assumed cholera was spread through the air. Uh, later, uh, it was found out that it was actually th uh, spread through sewage, etc. But um, you see from here that there's definitely a precedent of wearing a mask. But again, our, our discussion comes in regarding tefillah. So let's just give a background. What could be the problem of wearing a mask during tefillah? Shulchan Aruch writes, lo yamod bafundato. Right, a person shouldn't stand wearing his, uh, like a money belt. Velo berosh megule, or with his head uncovered. Velo beraglay megulim, or barefoot. Im derech anshei hamakom shelo yamdu lifne agadoylim ele bevate raglayim. Unless there it is the way you know if if it's the usual way of the people is uh is uh, if to, is to wear shoes so that's how they should be wearing i.e the the principle over here is you have to dress appropriately in a mechubedika way now generally walking around with a mask 
you know, is not a mechubedika way of uh, dressing, and one could argue that therefore would be a problem. Now, says Rav Nisim Michael ben Shimon, he writes in uh, Corona Kalacha, right? He says like this. Now, I, I just want to give the context. Over here, this was written. Um, when was it written? Does it say when it was written? Uh, no, it doesn't say, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's very early on in the... Uh, um, in the pandemic. It's not appropriate. That which we saw, that you have to dress in an appropriate way that you would dress in front of dignitaries. So opinion number one, he quotes Rav Ophir Malka, I'm not sure he is, uh, that, that it's permitted. However, he holds that regarding the Shmona Israel, that is not true. So this is again before Misrada uh, Briot came out and said that one must wear a mask in public places, etc. So this is, I don't know when this was written. It was obviously written very early on. Uh, remember, at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a discussion whether one should wear a mask. I think uh, who in the beginning... Uh, the World Health Organization really at the beginning weren't certain that that people should wear masks, right? So here he said, as long as the Misrata Briot has said hasn't given a, a a clear instruction that this should be done, he says, don't do it. Since we haven't yet had such an instruction, therefore, if one comes to uh, daven with a, a mask, it will look strange. So again, this obviously is uh, with a very, very clear understanding that this wasn't the uh, this wasn't the requirement of the health officials. And because it wasn't a requirement, so the default position was that this is considered not a dignified way of dressing, and therefore this you should not stand in front of Melech Melachim. However, Rabbi Zilberstein, yeah. Instead of saying that it wasn't a requirement, one can, might also say it wasn't a, a recommendation. In yeah. Words, the Misrata didn't say that it's helpful, because there was a yes. question whether it would be helpful or not. So right, right. Nachon, nachon. So he's saying, since it, again, at that stage, when there was no requirement that it was, and it was not even clear that one should, so he says, regarding tefillah, don't. Now, Rav Zilberstein writes, um, and this is again in Nissan, okay? So this is, uh, this is already, I think, like three months into the, uh, into the pandemic. Nishal so 
והסיר משה את המסווה, right, that Moshe removed his, his mask, שלכן הסיר משה רבנו את המסווה כי יש עניין לדבר עם השם יתברך פנים בפנים. One should speak to הקדוש ברוך הוא face to face, ולפי זה לכאורה צריך להימנע מלבוש מסכה מכל סוג שהוא בשעת התפילה. One should remove it at the time of תפילה. אמנם אם לובש את המסכה משום פיקוח נפש, but if it's for the sake of פיקוח נפש, obviously יש להתיר. היא לבשת מסכה הוא רק עניין. He says, listen, not wearing a mask is just an עניין, as I say, uh, in Yeshivish language. It's an עניין. אבל בזמנים אלו אין מקום לעניונים. Right? When it comes to a pandemic, etc., there's no discussion about עניונים, right? You can make an עניין about something when there's no critical factors. But over here, since the critical factors is פיקוח נפש, הכל נדחה מפני פיקוח נפש. So it's quite clear that we've seen two, two discussions. Number one, there's a discussion, again, when it wasn't a requirement or even a, uh, a you know, it, it wasn't clear that it was the recommendation. So there's certain possible will say, well, then if that's the case, uh, it's not considered a dignified way of dressing and therefore it would be, um, it would be uh, one shouldn't do it. Another reason brought down more on a Kabbalistic uh, uh, reason is that panim al panim, one should speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, Rav Osha Weiss says like this, Okay, so now we're in a new stage that there are new requirements. I think this is just after the, uh, the first lockdown. So here you have to wear, the requirement was to wear a mask. אך ברור כשמש שחלק גדול מהציבור לא ישמור ולא יקפיד על ההוראות האלה, האם ראוי להימנע לחלוטין ממניינים אלה? So in a case where people not going to wear masks, should I not go to the minion? או שמא יש להשתדל לשמור על הכללים וההוראות ולעודד את המניינים במרחבים פתוחים. Or we should still, um, we should encourage such מניינים and, and, and encourage people to, to keep to the guidelines. ומשום כך, היא סייס, איי שחי לי, הייתי מונע לגמרי מניינים אלה. אינטרסטינג, לוק, this was written a few months ago, I'm not sure if Rav Osher Weiss would still hold this, maybe so, maybe so, but he was saying if it was up to him, he would cancel all מניינים. ועדיף להתפלל בצירוף מניין דרך חצרות ומרפסות, and rather, you should rather daven in a מניין through a חצר, I, everyone's standing in their own gardens, whatever it is, and uh, through the leniencies that we saw in previous shirim, uh, rely on those heterim and not daven together. Ach mikol makom. Nevertheless, yesh lahatria ulazbir et godel achiyuv lishmor kol klalea zirut ki benafsho adavar, benafshen adavar. This is, is literally our lives depend on it. Mikol makom yesh lakpid biyotesh kol echad yobash masecha hamechase et piv vaapo. I see there's a minag, you know, the, the minag is to wear a mask, but to like that it's on the, on the chin. Apparently people think that the, that the, uh, the spittle's coming, I don't know, through the bottom of the, of the chin. So, no, it says, it says Rav Osher Weiss, we have to be very makpid that it covers both the nose and the mouth. He says, if a person goes to a minion but doesn't wear a mask or doesn't cover himself properly, his reward is outdone by, the, by his loss. 
and he says, in such a case, don't go to such a minion. If people are not makpid, you should leave that minion. Avshloma Avinir took it one step further. He says, and his answer is law. It's very interesting. How can a person, what are the grounds that you cannot be mitzaref a person to a minion? So we have found, uh, we have found uh, certain character, uh, uh, certain criteria where a person is known as a rasha. Um, he might not be uh, um, connected or, or be able to be counted as a minion. Um, but we very makel on the definition of a rasha because how do you know who a rasha is, right? So uh, in general, this comes up in the army where you you need a minion and 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 a person who's not shomer torah mitzvot uh, volunteers to join in. So can you count them for a minion, etc.? So this is a big discussion: how you define a rasha, how you define most of these people are tinok shenishba, and therefore it's not a problem. Over here, we're not talking about a tinok shenishba; we're talking about a person who's who, who doesn't put on a mask. So Rav Avinir held that in such a case, a person who's flagrantly growing against the um, the requirements by the officials and is A, being machalel shem uh, shamaim, and B, is putting people in danger, he holds that person has got the status of a person who cannot join a minion. Um, again, I think everything has to be seen in different contexts. As for, for example, um, I have in a minion outside my park now. This is my uh, minion kavua for the last uh, literally 10 months. Uh, we have in Baruch Hashem, we've got a minion three times a day. But, but the, and, and our, uh, the Kralim in our minion is that it's a big park, uh, probably, I don't know, 200 square meters. Um, and everyone's, everyone's like, you know, 10 meters apart. And the, the Klal is in our minion is that you have to wear a, you know, anyone who comes to the park, we, we all wear masks, even though we are, you know, outside and, and very far apart. But if a person were to join us and he didn't wear a mask, I don't know if that's what Rav Shlomo Avinir would call a Russia, because I'm saying, according to the logic, it's, it seems that, you know, so, so one, one has to weigh these things up. Uh, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's such a black and white and has to understand the context of what, what we're talking about. Clearly, if you're in a building or in a shul um, and a person says that he's not prepared to put on a mask, so that, you know, that might be something different than, than the situation that I just described. Okay, so that is uh, in summary for Hilchot Tvila. Uh, it's clear that it is mutar, that uh, I think today I saw a picture of the Queen of England was wearing a mask, right? So, uh, Clearly, if the Queen of England and if the all the Roshay Mem Shalai, etc., are all wearing masks, this is the new way of how people dress, including in front of dignitaries, including the dignitaries themselves. And therefore, it's obviously uh, it's obviously not a question. Uh, even if you were to take away the Pikuach Nefesh, I'll give you an example how you could take away the element of Pikuach Nefesh. What happens if you have a minion where everyone has already got their chisun? So difficult to define it as pikuach nefesh. Everyone's got their vaccine already, yeah? But since I think it has become accepted as the norm, there would be no problem, even in such a case. You could say that, you know, we want to do it because we want to, 
we want to kind of uh, promote people wearing masks. So we don't, uh, uh, because of that. So even though in theory, there's no, there's no pikuach nefesh over here, it wouldn't make a difference because this has become the accepted way of dressing and therefore lichora that would still be okay. All right, now there are a few issues that come up with wearing a mask on Shabbos. Uh, there are three issues that we're gonna deal with. The issue number one is regarding general special clothing that one has for Shabbos and should one have a special mask? Uh, some people uh, wear uh, um, not a disposable mask, but they have uh, you know, some type of uh, material mask. So should they have a special mask for Shabbat? That's the one question we'll deal with. The second question is the question of an Eruv. When you don't have an Eruv, uh, many communities uh, in Chutzaretz, they still don't have an Eruv. And you, can you walk to Shul with, uh, with your mask? Uh, and thirdly, the question is, um, on the, at least on the disposable uh, masks, there is a metal bar or metal um, sheet uh, strip at the top that you kind of pinch by your nose. Is that permitted to, to change the shape of it on Shabbos? Okay, so those are the three questions that we're going to deal with regarding Hilchot Shabbos. So let's begin. So first of all, you know this. I think uh, I think this Corona volume. What's nice about it is that it just jumps around. Just you can learn a lot of general halacha uh, uh, in general, and then see how it applies also in Corona. So, regarding this general din of special clothing for Shabbat, we'll see that it's machloket achronim. How far this has to be taken? The Gemara in Shabbos Kufyud Gimel tells us the pasuk in Yeshayahu. The Pshat of the Nabi is telling us on a Shabbos by not doing your own work, okay? Not uh, not going and doing your own things, but on a Shabbos focusing on, on things for HaKadosh Baruch Hu and not on your mundane things that you are dealing with. But Chazal learn out the Kibadato, what does it mean? Shelo Shabbat that your clothing of Shabbat should not be the same as your clothing during the week. And we see this, that really, what's the connection? I, how, how did Chazal get that honoring is connected to clothing? From the statement of Rav Yochanan, you see that Rav Yochanan stated that his clothes is his honor. So you see from here that that's a connection. And we see that your person has to have special clothing for for Shabbat. The Rambam tells us, Mikvoda Shabbos, Sheyilbash Ksut that uh, the mitzvah, there's a mitzvah say of Kavod Shabbos, is that a person should wear a clean garment, and one's Shabbos clothes should not resemble that of one's weekday's clothes. I, need, I remember uh, Moriva Rabbi, uh, Rav Amital Zatzal saying that in the, the Nazi work camp, uh, Erev Shabbos, he, he wanted to be Makayim this halocha. Obviously, in a work camp, you don't, he didn't have any clothes. And uh, basically, I think he, he kept, uh, he kept a, 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 a change of, of the, the uniform or their prison garb. And basically, uh, Erev Shabbos, he went to a corner 
and he took off his shirt and he put on the other shirt. He said it was a mamish. If they would have caught, if they would have, you know, seen him do that, they, you know, his life would have been in danger. But that's he wanted to be makayim this this halacha, and uh, so the, we see that this is based on the Rambam and Yeshayahu and the Gemara in Shabbos. And this is also Paskan halacha lamaisa and shulchan aruch arachaim reish samachbet yishtadel shiyulo begadim naim leshabbat. Person should take care that he has nice clothing for Shabbat. Now, if he, if he can't afford new clothing, then at least he should change the appearance of the clothing. He should roll down his sleeves um, the way rich people used to do it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's why the Hasidim, certain Hasidim wear white socks, because it was considered um, a status of, uh, of wealth. Right, that you didn't get your that your shoes didn't get uh, muddy. So so to over here, the 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 clothing, if it was free, uh, it was a sign of wealth as opposed to the paupers. They had it uh, tightly clothed. I suppose they could do better work with it. Now the question is, and this is a machloket achronim. What does it mean? You have to have special clothing, or should one should try have special clothing? What is the definition of the clothing that we're talking about over here? So as we'll see, it's a machloket. According to the Mishnah Bura, he quotes. Now, even an undergarment. So, he, this, is, this is based on the, the, on the Vilna gown that a person should have even all types of clothing, you know, even his uh, vest and things like that should preferably be um, unique for Shabbos. Now, Rav Karelitz argues, he says like this, We're talking about significant clothing that dignify a person, that, that make him distinguished. That is when we make such a distinction. Because only through those garments are you um, giving honor to Shabbat. Such as a suit jacket and things like this and a hat. But if it's not there for the sake of making a person uh, dignified and, and distinguished, you don't need such clothing for Shabbos. And all you need to do is have clean garments. So there seems to be a distinction between clean garments and unique garments. Garments that you're using to distinguish yourself, such as a suit and a tie and things like that, that should be done, that should be unique to Shabbos. The other undergarments, they just have to be clean. Then says Rav Karelit, One second, Bati. And, and, and uh, jackets, etc. 
all of these, this isn't the way a person distinguishes himself. And you don't usually wash them. So you don't need to wash your jackets and you don't need to have a specific jacket, uh, rain jacket, etc. But if there are people that they use this, these jackets, etc., to distinguish themselves, so then they should have something unique for for Shabbos. So now, um, based on that, so what? Uh, what's the status of a mask? So says the Gemara, we could argue like this. According to the Vilna Gaon, who basically said that even one's, uh, even one's undergarments should be unique for Shabbos. So one could argue that, you know, a person should have, let's say a person uses disposable uh, um disposable masks. So you should choose a use a new disposable mask for Shabbat. And if a person uses a material mask, so according to the Ilnagaon, one could argue that one should have a special mask for Shabbat. Uh, but as we'll see that there's there's still room again, that's only the shit of the Vilnagaon. As we saw, uh, that's not necessarily the psak of the Achronim in general. According to the Achronim, one could very well argue, based on, uh, as we saw, of uh, Karelitz, that it's only uh, clothing that it makes a person distinguish, and therefore this wouldn't apply to a mask as well. Now, Rav Avram Schlesinger writes, Biglal Corona, is there a question? He holds that there's no need for the simple reason that this is not something that distinguishes a person. Now, there's another reason that one could argue that even according to the Vilna Gaon, there's no need to have a special mask. And he says like this. This is Rav Shabtai Yigal. He says like this. He says, I disagree that the mask fits into any of the above categories. When we're talking about the above categories, even a vest or even an undergarment. Why? It's not considered a piece of clothing. Rather, it is similar to a bandage. Now, I'm not sure if that's really true because it, it, it sounds a very good swara. But all of a sudden, you see all these uh, designer, uh, you know, Adidas has come out with their, their mask and, and Nike's got their masks. And, you know, you've got this Louis Vuitton mask, which is worth uh, 3,000 pounds, etc. So then uh, one could argue that it has become... A, a, a part of the clothing and not just a tachboshet. So that, that's an interesting discussion. But he wanted to say that he didn't think it was uh, it wasn't was clothing to begin with, and therefore even according to the Vilna Gaon, there's no reason to be a machmir. Uh, so, but I think vadai, if you're wearing a fancy mask, then that logic uh, wouldn't apply. That one, what logic wouldn't apply, and especially if a person's going to buy a, a fancy mask. Then one could argue, one could argue that at least it's not uh, it's not a chiyuv, but yesh uh, makom at least according to the Vilna Gaon, 
that one should have a special mask uh, uh, designated for Shabbat. Okay, that's uh, that's the sugyas on uh, regarding that first issue. The second issue is now getting into isurim, possible isurim regarding the mask. Um, so the first possibility is specifically regarding disposable masks. Disposable masks, they have a metal strip at the top that you, you kind of pinch to, uh, to close it around one's, one's nose, right? So what, what could be the possible problem over here? So let's see. The Gemarim Beit Zahaf Bet brings the famous machlokas between uh, Beit Hila and Beit, uh, and Beit Shammai. Uh, and again, we're not, we, we, Bezrat Hashem, when we do Hilchot Shabbos, we're going to be going into these uh, discussions more in depth, but this is just really uh, just getting the basic, uh, basic understanding. And the Gemara over there says, that basically you can't put together a, a candelabrum. So ask the Gemara, Mike Avid, what's the problem? So Amar Avchinan Abarbisna, Hacha Bemenorah Shel Chuliot Askinan, Demechsikaboyne. We're talking about a candelabrum that has many different pieces, and you kind of had to put the thing together. And it looks like you are doing the malacha of boine. According to Beit Shammai, they hold there is a problem of boine when it comes to vessels, not just buildings, right? And according to Beit Hillel, there isn't, right? Um, and and uh, so according to Beit Hillel, there's no problem uh, regarding uh, or it's building or, uh, um, or, or or dismantling it, and therefore it would be permitted. However, Tosfot have a, uh, a a caveat to the machloket between Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai. Sounds like according to Beit Hillel, there's no problem, right? Says the Shulchan Aruch, he's quoting Tosfot. However, this is if uh, when we say there's no binyan or stira uh, construction or, or, or destruction of utensils, right? That is true uh, um, if you're not creating something like from scratch. So if you have like a broken thing that is pieced together, you can break it apart again. But to take something and build it from scratch or to break it from scratch, that even according to Beit Hillel would be problematic. Okay. Um, so so based on this, based on this, the question is, right? Uh, would this be top? We'll come back to the to the masks in a moment, but that's just the basic principle. Although there's no binyan vestirabakalim in principle, we find that the Shulchan Aruch, based on Tosvot's understanding, is that it's not an absolute heter. There are certain scenarios when we are going to be machmir and say there still is binyan vestirabakalim. The next din is uh, uh, something else. Tanner this is a Shabbos Kufchaf Get, the Kufchaf Bet Amud Bet. Delet shall shade of a shall tave of a shall migdal, not nina valomachsir. You can remove the door from, from the cupboard, etc., but you're not allowed to put it back. So ask the Gemara, what's the problem? 
didn't we say if we hold that there's no problem of binyan and sira bekelim, so what's the what's the issue? So it says the Gemara, shema shema yitaka, right? And this is exera that you might put it in hard, and that would be considered metaken mana. That would not be a problem of binyan vestira bekelim. That would be a problem of another malacha called metaken mother, metaken mana completing of a uh, vessel. Now, Metakin Mana is really a told of Makabe Patish, right? So it's anything which kind of completes the vessel, Makabe Patish, that is when you basically, the final hit, it's uh, the classic case was, you know, you had a stone from that you were hewing away in the, um, hewing away from the, from the earth and the final a hammer broke the stone away, and now you have a complete stone. That's like a makabe patish, or, or you know, the blacksmith, the final hit that completes the 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 vessel. So that's the isodoraita. Anything that is similar to that could be an isodorabonan called metakin mana. Okay, um, and this is brought down in the Shulchan Aruch. Mitashel prakim asulach zira uladka. Right? Uh, now he says like this: If it's a, a vessel that you know, a bed that you can take apart, you can't tighten it uh, uh, tightly. And if you did, this is an issue of makabapatish, right? Um, however, if it's right? But if it's if it's loose then it's not a problem on condition that you don't tighten it completely. But the Ramah says, Vim mehudak, if it usually is tightened, so even though you are doing it in a loose manner, it would still be prohibited. So, so the Ramah is making exera. He says, the Ramah says, I don't care if you tightening it or not. If most people tighten it, you're not even allowed to do it in a very loose manner. Okay? Uh, now, coming to our, uh, um, coming back to the question of the mosque. There's a very simple argument to say that first of all, you're not creating or you're not destroying a cleave from scratch, right? which we saw even according to Beit Hillel, there was a Khumrah, but in the case of a mosque, you're not creating anything from scratch. That's clear. Furthermore, this din of uh, being metakin mana, or well, before we get to metakin mana, tightening something, you're not tightening it. It's on your, it's on your, you know, it's, it's very loose on your, on your face. So very difficult to say that. Um, uh, the question really is, is this considered a tikkun kli? i.e. this is the way you finally make the mask uh, kind of complete in its in its usage yeah and the, here we find the gemari masechet beitzer kafchet which brings a, a fascinating case amar yudamar shmuel she put a skewer you know that they used to um put the meat on and uh and and roast the meat on the skewer so if it became a, a, it became bent, you cannot straighten it on Yantav. 
says uh, Gemara Pshita, that's Matakin Mana. What, what, what's your Havamina? Lotricha, the Afalgav, the Mafshit Biyadei. You can bend it back with your hands. You don't need to, we're not talking about that, you know, you need to get a hammer out and start uh, knocking it. Even bending it back with your hands is also, is also Asr. And this is brought down in the Shulchan Aruch. She put in You're not allowed to do this. Now, where, where does this uh, happen very often? I'm not talking about COVID times. Uh, often this comes up regarding glasses. You know, sometimes the glasses, the arms of the glasses get bent, etc., etc. Are you allowed to straighten them on Shabbat? And here Rav Melamed discusses this. Katav Magen Avram. He quotes him again, Abraham, machat, that a, a, a needle, akma ma'at a needle, even if it got bent a little bit, you cannot straighten it. Mikan lamad be'binyan Shabbos, the safe binyan Shabbos, shegam klish, eloit kalkel legamre, even a vessel that hasn't been destroyed at all, you know, completely, and can still be used for its uh, purpose, asul takno. You cannot fix it. And because of this, the Binyan Shabbos says you cannot fix your glasses that have become bent, even though you can still use them. So he says, look, it's only an Isu de Rabbanan. It's not mamish. Uh, it's not mamish like Tikkun Legamre. But then he quotes a Sefer Nachlat Shabbos, so we should Nishmat Shabbat, where the Kli became useless. But if you have a vessel that you could still use, there's no problem with Takin Mana, you can still straighten it on Shabbos. You have to say that the Magen Avram was talking about a needle that is slightly bent, is useless, right? You can't use it for what you need it. And therefore, based on this, he said it was permitted to... Uh, 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 rebend your glasses, right? Or, or for for that matter, uh, a, a cuff, a, a spoon, etc. So Rav Malamad is machmir. Rav Malamad says, "Listen, my opinion is your glasses that are bent, even if you can still put your glasses on, um, you cannot fix them on 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 Shabbos." Right? Um, now, how does this all relay to our strip, the metal strip on the mask? Yeah. So here, Rav Yosef Tzvirimon says like this: Ulam gam mana. Again, it's clear that it's not a problem of binyan bekalim, right? And it's lichora, not a problem of sheme yahadek of making a tart. The, the, the real Safek, if there is one, is a question of tikkun mana. Says Rav, Rav Rimon, it's not a question, it's not a problem of metakin mana. Reshit. Firstly, 
כפי שכתבנו לגבי מלאכת בונה, מדובר כאן בתיקון קל ביותר. This is a very, very, um, what's the, minor adjustment, שאינו מחזיק מעמד, and it's, it's not permanent, וממילא אין בו תיקון של ממש, and therefore, what you are fixing is not really considered fixing. וכן כתב האלה של אברהם לגבי חוט ברזל, שנועד לסייע בהידוק המשקפיים. Apparently, this was also written in the Eshel Avram regarding a piece of metal that was there to fix the, the glasses. That if this piece of metal is not uh, permanently attached, there's no prohibition. Since we're talking about a disposable mask, the whole purpose for that strip was to be bent. This is not considered tikkun. This is usage. This is not fixing. This is usage. And therefore it is permitted. And therefore, says Rav Rimon, Lamaise, he thinks there's no problem. Kevan Shurafui, it rests, you know, it's not tied to your, your face. <coughs> there's no binyan at all, and it's very loose. And Misi Bazo Enkan Gamisumatak in Mana. And for the reasons that he stated above, there's also no problem with Matak in Mana. Shehiduk Pasamatechet Lomachzik Mahmad, it's not permanent. And this is not tikkun, but rather shimush. So that is, uh, I think, a, a, um, quite a, a novel approach of Rav Rimon uh, for two reasons. Uh, not necessarily I'm disagreeing. I'm just saying that it, it's, he, he's, he's using two concepts in Hilchot Shabbos. Um, one of them is, is, is the element of permanency, which is very important in general. When we talk in Hilchot Shabbos, if something's not permanent, so... It's not, not definitely it goes down from a Torah level to a rabbinic level. Um, but there's certain things that the, the lack of permanence even takes it down from a rabbinic level. Uh, there's a famous tshuva of Rav Moshe Feinstein uh, opening up uh, cans uh, on Shabbos. And, and one of the, the heterim of the, of the Igrot Moshe over there was basically said, since these are disposable, so he uh, he describes it as um, I forgot the word now uh, musaki I think um, can't remember exactly. Uh, it's brought down in 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 in, in uh, the Shulchan Aruch that uh, it's based on the Gemara in Beitzah, but I can't remember mustaki. Sorry, sorry, mustaki, mustaki. Um, and 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 we see from here that something that is so disposable and has lack of uh, permanence uh, can sometimes even be disregarded on a rabbinic level. And I think that's what Rav Rimon over here is, 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 is uh, pointing towards. Okay, the final topic that I wanna to discuss today is walking outside an Eruv. For those of you who have been learning uh, Dafyomi, um, so we just finished, well, not just, but a while ago we finished Masechet Eruvin. <clears throat> Um, and uh, sorry, before that, we, we did Masechet Shabbos, and there, there were many, many chapters discussing what a person can go out 
on Shabbos. Now, one of the things that what we saw there that is a problem walking in Rashut Rabim is that we are we, we know that it's mutar if it's clothing. But if it's not clothing, or if there's a concern that a person's going to remove it and show his friends or show her friends um, and ultimately carry uh, in the public domain, this would be a problem. Now, based on all of that, the Gemara does say in Mestechet Shabbos Samachai, that a, a woman can go with a coin on the tzinit. What, what, what is a tzinit? But Ara, the sole of her foot. Why, why, why does she put a coin at the bottom of her foot? So says the Gemara, we're talking about she had a wound at the bottom of her foot. So if she just needs something hard, okay, so why do you need a coin? Just use uh, some type of, um, uh, you know, clay uh, earthenware, shard. So says the Gemara, well, if it's because of the metal, and uh, if that's the case, Okay, so why does she need a coin? Just take any metal. Perhaps it's the, the, the design of the engraving on the coin. So it says the Gemara, okay, so make her an unminted coin and make some type of engraving. Now, I'm not uh, necessarily, um, as I quoted many times, one of Rav Yehudaiga on, said when it comes to medical uh, medical advice, Chazal are our teachers, they are not our doctors. And therefore, if this medical advice were to change, then obviously I don't think rust uh, in today's, uh, how we understand uh, wounds, that rust is going to help a wound. Uh, I imagine, I'm talking to the doctors here, but uh, I assume that that is not medically, uh, sound in the, the 21st century. But the point is, is that if it was for the sake of helping a wound, the Gemara says that it's okay. And this is basically based in Paskan and Shulchan Aruch. Misha yesh lo makar bepisat raglo bekosher alea matbea lagen shelo yingaf beraglo. Now, look at the wording of the Shulchan Aruch because we're going to see that there's a big machloket achronim how to understand the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch says like this. He's, a person's got a wound at the bottom of his foot and he ties on it a coin to protect it, that it doesn't become scratched or harmed further. And the coin also is a, acts as a therapy. It, 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 it has a healing um, element to it. Mutar in that case, it's permitted. So the question is, does this apply to a mask? So one could say, you can't bring a proof from this. Why? Because when did the Shulchan Aruch be matir? He brought two separate conditions that it has to protect, but also that in and of itself, it is already healing the wound. Now, masks obviously acts as a protection, but it's not acting as a healing. Uh, it's not healing anything, right? It's just a preventative measure. Look at the Mishnah Bura. 
but something that doesn't actually heal, it's just some type of protection that his wound doesn't become uh, harmed, asur. In such a case, it would be prohibited. And he's going according to his own reasoning, as we'll see that uh, soon. The Elia Rabba brings Beshem Kama Poskim Dafilme and Nomerapa Elash or Sekadela Hagain Mitzar Gamken Mutar Latsepo. So here we see it's a Machloikas. According to the Shulchan Aruch, you have to have both factors. But according to the Elia Rabba and other Achronim, even just as a preventative measure, it would be permitted. Um, I'm just going to skip. Top, uh, look at look at the. The the Shulchan Aruch over here says that Yotzim b'moch v'svog shalamaka. You can go out with a bandage of some sort. Why? Shlefi shehem merapim because the bandage acts as some type of healing um, element. Hilchach have kamot tachshet and therefore it's got the status as some type of jewelry, etc. V'chein beklifat shum of atzal or basplanit milugma v'retia shealia. Aval says the Shulchan Aruch, Asuli Krochutu Meshicha ala Makala Tsetpo, the Kemishena Merapim, have a Masoi. So we see clearly from here that according to the Shulchan Aruch, if it's not, if it doesn't have some type of healing therapeutic element to it and it's just preventing something, it is not considered a Tachshit. And if it's not considered a Tachshit, then you would be over on. Carrying now, one could say, Yeah, but pikuach nefesh. So, what's the answer to that? Okay, so don't go to the minion, right? I.e., the, 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 the question is like this Is this a problem of carrying? Again, we're talking about an area that there's no a roof, right? If there's no a roof, can you wear a mask? So, if you say that a mask is only to prevent you from where from um, acting as a preventative measure to protect you, but it's not healing you, according to the Pshat of the Shulchan Aruch, that would be a problem. Now, if we don't paskin like the Elia Rabbi, and if we're going like the, the uh, if we're going like the Shulchan Aruch, it seems to be that this would be a problem. Now, one and one cannot argue Pikuach Nefesh, because one would say, correct, Pikuach Nefesh, so don't leave your house. Let's see what the Mishnah Bura paskins. Ube Biura the Vilna Gaon writes, the Ladat Rambam, according to the Rambam, Alamake Mamish Afilu Hayakaru Hutu Meshicha Oshar Davar Hashuv Mutar Latseipo. You can, the Afte no Merape, even though it doesn't heal, Mikomakom Haremo Ilshelo Yisareta Maka, since it protects the wound, right? Alkain Lohave Masoi, that's not considered a burden. And he brings a, a proof for it. And therefore, Mashma Dekat Kamachroinim, that this is the Psak, i.e., against the Psak of the Shulchan Aruch, the Vilna Gaon, and he, again, he's basing himself, he thinks this is a shit of the Rambam as well, holds that it's Mutar. So you have the El Yarabah, you have the Vilna Gaon, and it seems that this is how the Mishnah Bura Paskins, and therefore it would be okay. Now, the Minchat Asher. Ravoshevai says, Venire od, the Masecha Adifa Mikola Dugmaot Anizkar Leel. Everything that we said above, it's better. 
‫למסכה מתלבשת על הגוף ‫כאין מלבוש ואינו דומה ‫לרתיעה ותחבושת וכישל זב. ‫דכל הני אינם דרך מלבוש ‫ובהם נחלקו. ‫When was there a machloket? ‫There was a machloket about a bandage. because that's not considered a malbush, it's not considered a garment. And that's when the discussion happens, right? Does, is it, has it got a therapeutic? Is it considered similar to an amulet? Did I skip that? The Gemara says an amulet you're allowed to wear, but it's only an amulet that is proven to be therapeutic. So we see that an amulet works, right? And it's considered like a tachrit. But says, says, says Rabbi Osher Weiss, you don't need to go there. If you're going to get into a discussion whether it's an amulet or not, then you have to get into the machloket between the Shulchan Aruch and the Vilna Gaon. But says the Minchatashe, don't go there because it's not an amulet, it's a tilboshet, it's a garment. Right? Says, I go to Canada, go to Toronto, it's freezing. Yeah, people wear, wear, um, things around their faces to protect themselves from the cold, which means that this is the way people dress. Now, even if this is the way people dress, there still might be a concern is that, that people might take it off. Right? You have the famous drop the drop the mask under the chin or pull it up so he says and because of this uh, he thinks that it's derek malbush and because we shot sakana and again we don't need the time of pikuach nefesh if you if you're using the time of pikuach nefesh it's a very very weak argument because if it's a din in pikuach nefesh then we could say okay so don't go out why break shabbos and rely on pikuach nefesh So therefore, we don't want to go with that argument. It's not a very strong argument, but that's not what Rav Hashavais is saying. He's, he's saying this is Derek Malbush. And therefore, even according to the Shulchan Aruch, who's machmir on the merape, that it has to be therapeutic over here, he says it would be permitted. All right. Those are the major issues that we dealt with in this, uh, in this shir until next week. Thank you for listening. Yesha koach. Okay. Kultuf.